Hello, welcome to Gunfighter Cast. I'm Daniel Shaw here with John McGregor. Hi, John. Hey, Daniel. Good to finally talk to you again. It's been a while. It has. Have you missed me? Uh, I have. Um, I, I've missed you too. And I've missed all the listeners listening. John has over 20 years of experience as a law enforcement officer. Uh, I have over 15 years of experience as a U.S. Marine Infantry man. Combined, we have about 30 years of experience as firearms instructors and 32 years of experience of off-duty or concealed carry. The purpose of this show is to discuss firearms, equipment, and training as it relates to self-defense from a military, law enforcement, and civilian perspective. So, John, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, Daniel, today we're going to talk about ensconcing in the home as a method of self-defense. All right, so let's talk about that. So uh, why would someone want to ensconce in the home? Oh, actually, let's, let's, let's back up. What does it mean to ensconce in a home, John? Uh, basically, the, one of the safest things you can do if you're threatened inside the home is not you can go out and try and make contact with uh, your aggressor, but kind of set yourself up in a defensive position and make them come to you. So uh, ensconcing, being an ensconced defender is you know, setting up that defensive position uh, to maximize your benefit and make it harder uh, as hard as possible for the bad guy to get to you and your family. That's my definition. Do you? Uh, what do you think? No, I think it's great. I, I would, if we were really going to drill down into a uh, a deeper def- definition, I would like to think of it as a a pre planned location somewhere as a hardened area that it includes a lot of different things that we'll probably get into uh, here in a few minutes. Yeah, exactly what you said. I do not disagree at all. So why would somebody want to do that instead of? actually going out like i hear somebody in my house maybe in my living room or in my kitchen kitchen at night i want to i know how to clear rooms i should go clear my house be why would it be more beneficial or safer for someone to go to that pre-planned location vice going out and clearing their house one of the things that uh, you have to be aware of is anytime you are you know in your home or anywhere else trying to do a building search is you're at uh there's a lot of areas of concern for you as you're moving from room to room. And one of the things that somebody that's in your house could take advantage of are fatal funnels, things like doorways, things that uh, if they hear you coming, they know that at some point you have to occupy that certain amount of space. So if we're the ones going through the house, we're the ones passing through those fatal funnels. Whereas if you turn around, if you become the ensconced defender, you set it up so you know where they have to come through and gives you a position of advantage. Yes, exactly. Uh, I think there's a few other things that go in there as well, like responding officers. Um, you're walking around the house with a firearm, maybe a long gun or a you know a handgun, and you're clearing your house in a silhouette, someone outside looking through a window or someone about make, about to make entry into the doorway because a neighbor said that someone just kicked this door in and, and there's an officer outside your door that sees it was forced entry. As soon as they make entry, they're going to see you standing there with a firearm. Uh, there could be, there's been many cases where responding officers, they've, there's been uh, shootings and uh, bad things happen that uh, I can't exactly cite one right now, but uh, I have read about it in uh, some books by Masad Ayub where he cites the exact court cases. I will try to find those and throw them in the show notes for you. It's just a dangerous thing altogether. You, from a tactical standpoint and all the way to, uh, you know, safety wise, as far as safety for officer safety that may be responding and your own safety from the law enforcement officers and the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, the other uh, consideration too is, you know, our main goal is it's not to protect our property, it's to protect ourselves. So if we can stay in one place, 
uh, especially with the family, and you kind of mentioned it before, having some kind of pre-plan, then it's going to uh, allow us, you know, to get kind of in a, a safer position. We're going to have a, a field of fire that's a lot smaller than if we're, you know, if we're moving room to room, depending on how the room's set up and how doors are set up. We may have an area of concern uh, between 90 and 180 degrees, and, I mean, that's something that I know in law enforcement we never – uh, do building searches um, alone. And I guess uh, I shouldn't say never because I'm sure there's probably some some smaller agencies out there that uh, they don't have backup and nearest backups 40 minutes or whatever. But The least preferred worst case scenario, yeah, you just have to do yeah. it. But even, even those guys, though, I mean, it, it's a pain in the ass to wait for your 40 minutes for a backup officer to show up. But uh, it's really the only... Uh, safest way to do it is to have somebody else kind of covering, you know, splitting up duties, covering half the room. Uh, you know, so I would say, you know, even those guys, if you're listening, you know, wait for the backup. I, I know it's a a pain and you want to get out of there, clear the call, but uh, you know, how much is your life worth? Yep. And part of that pre-plan, you got to think about if you're clearing your house, Maybe you're an amazing shot, and even under stress, you'll deliver all your shots in the upper torso area, and you will not, and you're shoot, using a very good ammunition that's not going to overpenetrate, and you've got it all figured out. Well, that bad guy may not. He, there's no telling where his bullets are going to go if he starts firing. You don't want to get in a shooting match in your house. You want your bullets to go into some kind of hardened backstop, especially if you have kids around. So you're in your living room in a shootout with some guy. Where's his bullets going? Well, you're not going to know until after either he's dead or you're dead, uh, and you go back there and you see your you find your child laying there in a pool of blood, or your wife. So this is uh, I think that's the most serious of the matter. I don't want bullets flying around my house. I'm going to do my best to gather my family up and have a plan for this and get them in a position where that's going to be my defense, and I'm going to stand guard there and I'm going to give commands and I'm going to get on the telephone and I'm going to call the police. And if this guy decides to come to the hallway and make entry into my bedroom, he is going to get lit up. If I am out moving around, and I could actually, you know, position a refrigerator, a uh, bookcase, uh, many different things, depending on you know the layout of my home, I could put things between that backstop of where maybe someone could be in a room or uh, the neighbor's house or you know um, if you're in an apartment complex, so where you actually are in his in your field of fire where you're you're the bad guys basically most likely avenue of approach, uh, you have a backstop there because you pre-planned that. And uh, then you're cutting down your liability as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing to just talk about, you know, one certain way to set yourself up for because, you know, I think as we're doing this, we've all got our pictures of our own houses and our own minds. And I mean, I know mine's got a couple levels. So, you know, hopefully, you know, I've got that uh, advantage of having, you know, somebody would have to come up a couple levels to get to where the family is. But you know, you mentioned it, uh, you know, some people may be dealing with apartments and so forth where it's, you know, backstop's going to become a lot more of a consideration when you've got your, you know, somewhat paper-thin walls and everybody's on the same level and so forth. So it's uh, really something, you know, like you talked about at the beginning, you want to pre-plan and think about those things. Uh, think about where the, uh, you know, the bad guy's most likely to come from, where you're most likely to, you know, have to send rounds. And if there's any uh, concerns with uh, friendlies being downrange at that point. Yeah, and this is something you need to think about. You know, 
if you're building a house, I guess, or, you know, where you're going to put your kids' rooms, where they're going to sleep when you, if you have that option, you know, how are you going to lay it out? Uh, I know people talk all the time about how uh, the shotgun is the greatest home defense weapon ever. And people are always, ah, that sound, the ching of a shotgun, that's basically go away in every language or whatever. And, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not crazy about that idea. I think, uh, if you're carrying a shotgun in your home because it makes a nice noise, then you're carrying it for the wrong reason. You need to be focused more about uh, being ready to use the thing right away rather than scare someone. Is it a deterrent in some way? Yeah, I'm sure it is. You know, I got kids. I got a two-year-old, and I shouldn't have to carry my 10-year-old unless something has happened to him and he's hurt for some reason. But he is pretty tough to get up at nighttime. He doesn't know what's going on. If I try to wake him up in the middle of the night and say, hey, get back in my room right now, he's going to look at me like I'm crazy. He's going to be all groggy, not know what's going on. I'm probably going to have to end up snatching him up and carrying him. That's the 10-year-old. The 2-year-old, without a doubt, I'm going to be carrying him. So can I really run a shotgun carrying a 10-year-old? Probably not. Can I run a pistol carrying a 10-year-old? Yes. Uh, I think that's something else, weapon selection uh, for this, you know, home defense or ensconcing in the home but as part of that pre-plan once you get back to that position of defense where you're going to stay you can have a few things there like the shotgun and some body armor or a prepaid cell phone that stays on the charger right there in that area those are uh, some different options and based uh, kind of what you were just talking about there based on you know the age and location of your kids you may decide that the place where you're going to defend from is not from your bedroom, but to move to their room because it's going to be a lot easier for you to get to uh, another location than maybe having them come to you. Obviously, you're going to want to kind of control what you choose to store in that location and you know what you what you plan on bringing with you if something happens. Yep, excellent point. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to leave a shotgun and everything else in uh, the kids' room, <laughs> but uh. You know, I guess depending on the age, but the uh, you know my children's age definitely not. I was just gonna say you can you know have your stuff you know handy to you something in a uh, some type of setup so it's not in ten different places all over your room, but some kind of uh, I don't know bag or case that you can just grab and move with. Uh, in this area, you know you can leave your you can have a piece of body armor sitting there. Say it's right next to your bed, and there's a prepaid cell phone charged in a charger plugged in and you can drop drop this cell phone in a magazine pouch that you have attached to your body armor and shotgun you know somewhere where you can grab it very quickly and you quickly grab the stuff up and then go to one of your children's rooms and that's your place where you're gonna you know your defensive position now that would be an idea or have it all in your your farthest bedroom that where they have to actually make it through the entire house of you yelling uh, at them and giving them commands and it gives the cops more time to respond so they're having to cover more distance and they're probably going to be clearing in some way because you've already told them that uh, if they come any further then you're going to shoot them just some ideas thrown out there what do you got John as far as uh, other ideas or things to have there in that uh, defensive area well uh, a little bit about what we talked about before I mean it sounded like uh, a lot of that stuff you know maybe your body armor maybe some type of prepaid cell phone or something those are things you could store in a kid's room i don't think they could get into too much trouble with that even if you got to have some kind of pelican case or something slid under the bed but uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet we touched upon uh, a little bit about you know choosing your weapon and so forth but whatever weapon uh, you want to rely on as your home defense weapon um, one thing you're going to want is some kind of white light attachment to it 
And, you know, I would suggest a flashlight independent of whatever weapon mounted light that you have because, uh, you know, the purpose of a flashlight is multifold, whereas the, the purpose of a weapons mounted light is pretty much to identify and engage targets. But you don't want to be, you know, searching for your kids or, you know, trying to navigate through your house just using your weapons light because you're going to end up uh, potentially pointing your muzzle at things that uh, you don't intend to shoot. Yeah, that is likely. We've touched on this before when we talked about flashlights a few episodes ago, and I think we were kind of both along of the same opinion, except, you know, I, I just ordered a Surefire X300 for my uh, my pistol. Mm-hmm. You know, I could, any my biggest room in my house, completely dark, I could flip that on and point it at the ground, and the whole room is going to be bright, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, but still, there is a, you, you always have that, that uh, instinct of, you know, pointing your flashlight and in this case, that flashlight's attached to something that you don't want to point at your child. So it definitely, I, I would say have both, personally. Uh, mm-hmm. Having a gun that has a light on the gun uh, and then having a, the one in your, your hand free to search without pointing your firearm, it would probably be optimal. Yeah. And, you know, as far as the weapon itself, I don't think it's our intent to get too deep into that. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh, it's going to be, there's no way that we can tell you that, you know, your shotgun is your best versus your rifle versus your pistol because, um, you know, where I am, you know, a shotgun or a rifle might be uh, options for me. But, you know, if you're listening to this in your apartment building, then, uh, you know, maybe your your rifle or shotgun isn't quite the, uh, quite a good of an option. Yeah, where we're moving to, I think the rifle or shotgun would both be great options for there. But just because of my family situation that I explained a few minutes ago and children, I, I, it's, not a, it's not a good immediate option for me. It's uh, once I get to that position, it's the option that I'll go to just because we don't want to shoot people with pistols. We want to shoot them with rifles. It works much better. Mm-hmm. A home defense for me, without going too much into weapons, like we said, I'm picking up the AR, uh, not the shotgun myself. You know, one kind of misconception that sometimes people have with the rifle is it's going to... Um, have a lot of over penetration and uh, depending on, you know, what kind of rifle you're using. But we, um, in SWAT, you know, used to primarily shoot the MP5 with a nine millimeter projectile. And what we found is, uh, we were getting a lot more over penetration with that nine millimeter coming out of an MP5 than we were with a, uh, a five, five, six, because the uh, projectile is so small, it tends to break up pretty easily when it, uh, starts hitting, hitting wall and, uh, yep. sheetrock and so forth so um you know you might end up it might be counterintuitive but you know a rifle may result in less penetration than you know a typical you know your typical 40 cal with a hollow point that just got full of sheetrock and now that's going to go on through a couple different uh couple different walls yeah it's all about ammunition selection without getting on you know ammo right now mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to choose that rifle and shoot a 556 or 223 whatever ar then uh, just make sure you're getting some good ammunition. The, most of these rounds are designed to leave all of the energy in the body and not have the round to exit. And so then you're, if it goes into a body, uh, the bad guy, chances are it's not going to overpenetrate. Uh, and it's also going to be very devastating because every bit of that energy is going into the bad guy and not leaving, which is good for the good guys. All right. So you, we've talked about uh, – we've kind of got our defensive position we've got uh sounds like we've got some white light sounds like we have um whatever weapon system we choose body armor 
You got some soft body armor. Um, how about? Well, uh, you could go with soft body armor, or you know, if you can afford it, you know, throw some plates in there. Or maybe this is a kit that you build over time, and eventually you get just get a front plate. You know, you don't need a back plate uh, unless you're going to run cut. away. Yeah, then don't do that. You're probably not going to have anywhere to run to. Mm-hmm. So you better better be ready to ready, ready, ready to fight. Point your armor toward the enemy and your gun. I like the armor setup just because you can have everything in one location attached to it. Uh, so I think that's a that's a good thing. Uh, extra magazines or shotgun carry shell carriers, cell phone, a lot of things right there. So we got body armor, flashlights, gun. What about if you're people like you? Uh, you've been a law enforcement officer for a long time, and you probably go through a few different uh, bullet-resistant vests, and you have that armor that really you shouldn't wear anymore because it's outdated. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it's just, you know, expired, basically. You could take that and just build something very easily, a fabric that kind of just hangs by... Say you're... I'm envisioning right now that we're all on the other side of a bed, me, my wife, and two kids. Mm-hmm. My wife's get, got part of the sector of fire, and I got the other part where... I'm going to be able to see the bad guy first and unload on him. And if he's still fighting, if I get hit, then she's uh, going to be able to, you know, fight or whatever. We're behind a bed. Uh, I could have made some fabric thing just by taking my body armor to a seamstress and say, hey, I want this right here. So uh, I want you to sew it to this piece of fabric and attach it to this piece of plastic. So it slides right underneath my mattress and it kind of hangs down. So you're not actually laying on it, but you have body armor. You have... Uh, soft armor that's not going to be very effective against rifle rounds, obviously. But uh, if they are armed with some kind of handgun, then you're basically you have a little bunker right there, and it's not going to stand out and look bad. You're still your bed will still look the same as it always does with its nice furnishings and all that. Yeah, I mean a lot of times in uh, like the manufacturers will warranty something for uh, their ballistic stuff. Depending on the manufacturer, it's probably different. I think ours is good for about five years, and then. You know, we uh, we rotate out of them. Uh, it's not that necessarily the uh, the body armor doesn't work anymore at the magic five year mark. So, if you can get a hold of some of that stuff, yeah, you can do uh, you know create uh, some kind of protection for you. I mean, anything you can get between you and incoming rounds is uh, going to be to your benefit. You know, I had this idea watching Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles, and I'm I'm still angry that they canceled that because after the second season it was getting great, but uh. Bad guy Terminator comes into the house, starts wearing stuff out. Sarah Connor's behind a chair fighting this Terminator bad guy. Somebody, or my wife's like, that thing's not going to stop that rifle round or whatever. And I was like, that's Sarah Connor. She's probably got body armor in the chair. And uh, the cops were in there investigating, and they were saying, yep, there's Kevlar in this chair. I was like, that's a good idea. You could do that in the house. Thanks, Sarah Connor. Excellent. What else, um, I mean, as far as hardening our location, one thing that we really haven't uh, discussed yet, but like if, you know, from what you were talking about, you've got a a setup in your bedroom or whatever, um, have you done anything to harden the door to your bedroom, make it a little harder for them to get through? Then let's see, that's what I've thought about. Do I want to harden my door? Do I want to leave it open? Depends on how hard I can make my door. You know, here I have no options. I don't even have a gun to fight with. I got a machete and a baseball bat and a knife and mm-hmm. a flashlight in the, in the States. And I'm thinking it depends on my layout of my next house. Uh, do I want to maintain those fields of view and be able to, you know, whenever he comes down the hall and exposes himself with a firearm at that point, he's getting a non-standard response. If I don't have a door that's hard enough and that he knows that I'm in this room 
because I've been talking to him or giving him commands or I'm calling the police and whatever, can his bullets in a, you know, a rifle penetrate the walls or that door? Is he just going to start shooting? And maybe it's not a burglar. Maybe it's just somebody who, uh, who knows the home invasion that you know, they going in to kill somebody or rape, like which what happens. That's something I'm not so sure about right now. Yeah, it's interesting. I never, um, I mean, I think I would always uh, go with a hardened door, uh, even in, you know, by hardened. If, I mean, if the only thing that you've got is a, a chair to stick in front of your hollow core bedroom door, um, I would see that as um, advantageous just because uh, if I'm the ensconced defender, I know that, you know, unless it's, uh, unless the guy's got squat training, he's going to rappel in through the window, that he's got to come through that door. Uh, anything I can do to slow him down coming through the door, you know, as soon as you know I see him pushing on the chair or whatever, uh, I know where the bad guy is at that point. Whereas they haven't got to look, you know, hopefully these people haven't been in my bedroom before or whatever uh, to kind of know the lay of the land. So they're really not, shouldn't know uh, where you and your family are to know where, you know, they should be engaging. Whereas you've got, you know, pretty, you're already focused on that door. And when you see them, you know, trying to just fight through your chair or punch a hole through your hollow core door, uh, it's a pretty good indicator where they're standing at that point. And, you know, provided like you were talking, you've already, you know, been yelling, you know, I'm armed, uh, get out of my house, that kind of stuff. And, you know, if they're still coming, busting through a hollow core door, you know, you probably don't have to wait till they get all the way through into your bedroom and point a gun at you before you can start returning fire. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say you've been giving the commands for a while uh, and you've already called the police and you're probably going to have dispatch on the line. And you're still giving commands and you're telling dispatch that he's breaking through the door right now. I'm pretty That's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty tough to go the other way in court. You know what I mean? Especially I'm talking about my wife with two kids back there by herself, hysterical. And this is going on. And the last line of defense, she is basically hunkered down here and now this guy's breaking the door. There's physical evidence that he was breaking the door in, and pretty sure that uh, that's going to be tough to argue. But this is not legal advice, so these are all no. You know, check your local laws and make sure that you know you've got a castle doctrine kind of thing, or you know make sure that you don't have some duty to retreat and jump out the window. Uh, yeah, but I mean it's just it's all things we got to think about the liability side too, mm-hmm. and going going to court the aftermath. It's all fun and games until you uh, you're prosecuted for something you know that you didn't do or going to jail for life or self defense justifiable homicide. Sad, yeah. but it happens. Yep, you can't defend your family when you're uh, incarcerated. That's right. So what else we got? Anything? Uh, now, Daniel, you talked about uh, your wife has been. Uh, she's part of your plan as well. So, as far as I'm sure, as far as weapon considerations, you've made some considerations uh she's got something that that she's comfortable with that she can run but uh, i guess that's something to touch upon is you know if you're going to rely on say that 12 gauge shotgun but there's nobody else in your household you know your kids are all young and small and maybe you know your wife is uh small framed or whatever that might not be such a good choice for your defensive weapon whereas something even just dropping down to a 20 gauge now that shotgun's something that you know your your older teenage children or, or wife are going to be more comfortable more able to readily put into action if they need to so i guess that would just be uh kind of one more thing to think about as far as your uh weapon selection 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. The, uh, you know, my wife is in my plan for whenever I'm home, but then we also have to have a plan for her whenever I'm not at home. What is she going to do? Uh, she's not as skilled. Uh, she doesn't go to the range and think about the things and like live this lifestyle that I do uh, that kind of revolves around firearms and training. Uh, she wants it and gets it every once in a while when she's in the mood, you know, like most people's wives, I guess. She can't run the AR or the shotgun like I can. She knows her Glock 19. So I do have body armor for her as well. And I have body armor that, you know, we can put the kids around the kids real quick. I would like to eventually, you know, change my plan. And uh, if she gets, you know, more proficient with those weapons. But uh, at this point, you know, I want her to basically be hunkered down behind the bed, arms out, full extension, pointing at the door. When you see the whites in the eyes, unload, basically. Uh, conduct a reload, search and assess, <laughs> talk to dispatch. Mm. I think that's, that's a good point, bringing up. Uh, and But the plan for whenever she's home, whenever I'm home, whenever I'm not home, because I'm gone pretty often. And what are the kids going to do? And uh, Gabe's not really old enough to start, you know, running a firearm, in my opinion, yet. He's not with me all the time. So uh, had he been with me, he'd be rocking and rolling all the time. But, uh, yeah, I guess different things to think about. And uh, we're all different in that aspect. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, you want to wrap this one? Let's wrap it. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I got for, you know, home defense or ensconcing in the home, some reasons why, uh, some things to think about while you're doing it. Definitely not a full comprehensive covering every single thing out there but uh hopefully we at least inspired some thought got you thinking and maybe you come up with a plan have it all worked out your body armor there guns there maybe a list of phone numbers in case something happens for you know whatever reason uh, just to make things as simple for you as possible as many things you can do before uh that bad event happens uh, is going to increase your chance of survival when it actually does happen yeah kind of a uh kind of a broad look at the topic and then you know in future Shows we plan on getting more into maybe the specifics, like a uh, show dealing specifically on the body armor aspect and um, maybe the ammo and weapon selection aspects, too. Yep. All right. Well, uh, as always, this show is brought to you by Aries Here. Uh, Aries Here makes those awesome Ranger belts and the Ranger belt enhance. Uh, you may have seen pictures on Facebook. My wife was modeling uh, her pink Ranger belt. That was her pink Ranger belt, John, not my pink Ranger belt. Uh, yeah, well, I'm still uh, suspicious. There was no skinny jeans involved and no Mel's wearing pink belts. Uh, however, if you wanted to make a really funny joke, Rob Pincus saw those pictures and he wanted one of those belts. So, of course, I had to make a joke about Rob Pincus wanting a pink belt, but he wanted to get it for his close friend Ninja, which is a female. So, there you go. You can joke on Rob now, too. If you're in the market for a belt, uh, like we all usually mention every show, you're not going to go wrong. You're going to love the thing. You are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome belt. And my wife wears hers all the time, and I wear mine all the time. Not only is it very, very, uh, its utility is, is great, but uh, I think it's very fashionable. I think it looks good. And I'm, I'm by all no means uh, a fashion guru. Uh, I don't go with the current trends of the day. I don't wear my flat brim hat like John does and cocked up and sideways a little bit and uh, my skinny jeans and Chuck Taylors and uh, an affliction shirt. I don't dress like John, but uh, I do think that belt is fashionable. Uh, it's scary. I only understood about half of what you just said, so you must be more of a fashionista than I am. Oh, well, I, I live on a base with about uh, maybe a couple thousand Marines who are like 22 years old and younger. 
and they all dress the exact same, like the exact same. And <laughs> I blame it. I blame MTV and Rob Dyrdek because they all dress like him. It's just ridiculous. And you probably know who that is. You probably do, but you're, you're going to play like you don't. Oh, I know who Rob is, yes. Okay. I'm down with Rob Dyrdek. Down like four flat tires on a Buick. <laughs> All right, yeah, but go check out Aries Gear. You're going to like it. And uh, make sure you tell Jake or Brad, whoever handles your order over there, that you heard about them on, on Gunfighter Cast. And we said they were awesome. And uh, it helps us out, and you're going to get an awesome product. John, you got anything else? I think uh, what you should do, if you're not already, is following us on Facebook. Uh, we've got a page on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Google Plus as well. Uh, I think on any of those, if you search Gunfighter Cast, you'll come up with the uh, the right one. You can verify that because it's got the official Gunfighter Cast logo, which, uh, uh, Daniel, you've actually just made some modifications to. Is that correct? I have made some modifications, so go check it out. See what's different with the new logo. Yeah. And we are also still doing the contest. October 1st will be the drawing. Get over to the Freedoms Network and be a member of the Gunfighter Cast group on the Freedoms Network. Once you became a member there of the group, well, you got to fill out the little profile and all that good stuff. Then you click groups, go to Gunfighter Cast, join group. On October 1st, I'll take all the names that are in that group. One of those people in that group is going to be the lucky winner of a Ranger belt. Uh, whatever size you need, you're going to let me know, and we're going to get it for you. And there will be two lucky winners of a 20% discount. So three winners and one grand prize, two second and third prizes of 20% discount. So get over there and uh, join that. October 1st will be that drawing. And we also, you know, you want to support the show, uh, you can always give John money by donating at uh, www.gunfightercast.com. Click on the Donate tab. There's toward the bottom on the newly designed Gunfighter Cast webpage. Has anybody seen that? That is pretty impressive. I liked it. I liked it. What's sad is it was easier than the ugly theme we had before to do. That's what was sad. It, it looked so great and it was so simple. Go check it out so you know what I'm talking about. Tell me what you think. Also, we have apps if you want to support the show. Uh, apps on the iTunes store the one on the android marketplace doesn't really support the show because it's free but if you listen to us on an apple device go to the app store type in gunfighter cast and go ahead and uh, make a donation by getting our app and uh, that gives us a couple of dollars or not even quite a couple of dollars and uh, gives you a really cool app to find all of our stuff in the same location it's got facebook twitter youtube and all the shows right there on it and it gets updated with everything we do so uh go check that one out that's pretty much all I can think of, John. I think I'm done talking. Well, uh, now that you're just about done with this show, go out there and uh, if you're looking for something else, the shows that we listen to yep. are uh, Gun Dudes. Uh, Unnamed Trucker um, over there at the Road Gunner Podcast. Yep. And uh, Urban Shooter Podcast with Ken Blanchard from our our yep. own uh, Freedoms Network. I listen to Walt NPA, uh, Shooting the Breeze Podcast. All yep. kinds of go check uh, them good out. stuff out there. Well, that's pretty much all I got, John. It's always been a, as always. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. Nice to finally talk to you again. Yep, let's uh, do it again real soon. Go join the NRA, Second Amendment Foundation, any other local firearms yep. groups in your area. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to uh, discuss with us, Daniel at GunfighterCast.com or John at GunfighterCast.com. Uh, until next time, be safe. GunfighterCast. Out.